back to it's not that funny with max this is episode five um by the way that, that fade out was crispy pretty happy about that um just want to give a disclaimer this one might run a little longer um got a lot of questions that's a bunch of stuff to talk about you know so stick with me you know maybe you got a couple errands you know you, maybe you're tj max maybe you're buying some shit you don't need um you know you're driving around in your car go get a starbucks do a couple laps around the block before you get home and got to deal with life. And uh, just kind of listen to me rant a little bit, you know. Um, this might push 45 minutes to an hour. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to waste too much of you guys' time. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy, you know. I'll get hit up randomly by the most obscure people that I know. Um, and they listen to my, um, my podcast. And... It, it blows my mind because uh, support is weird when, um, you know, it comes from people you m- might not expect. Uh, you know, the, someone will hit me up who I haven't talked to in a long time. They're like, yo, I listened to your podcast. That shit was tight. And then, you know, someone I might talk to more frequently, they have no fucking idea that I'm even doing a podcast. I mean, they do. They just, they're just not going to fucking listen to it. Um, that's, that's, it just is what it is. But, uh, for the people who, the obscure people out there that are listening, I really appreciate you listening. Um, I appreciate your support. You know, I encourage everybody, when I ask questions, hit me up. Uh, you know, I'll answer any question. I'll keep it anonymous. Um, and, uh, I, you know, any kind of interaction is, is good interaction. I, I enjoy it. It's been a lot of fun so far. But, yeah, I just kind of want to start with that. I guess I will uh, give everybody an update on the Fat Camp. Um, you know... So everybody's doing really well. Uh, I think everybody lost weight this last weekend. Um, Tupo's back on it really well. He's kind of killing it. Um, Joe, I saw Joe at the gym. And, you know, I ain't seen Joe at a gym uh, since I was, like, in my early 20s. So that was cool. Uh, you know, we kind of bullshit. He talked to me about the podcast a little bit. He, he thought this shit was tight. Uh, Joe, my boy Joe, is considering... Uh, now maybe he might not after this, but he's considering signing up for the 10k. Now that's, I think that's pretty sick. Um, because you know, like it's just, that's how it goes. You know, it shit intrigues you when you got enough people doing it or you got someone talking about it enough, which is tight. Um, even my wife, um, is talking about maybe doing the 10k, you know, walking with the baby. And I think I'm going to encourage her because I just think, um, why not? Uh, it's fun. You can, you know, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Um, it's not, it's not hard if you're just doing it. You don't have to try and, you know, we're not trying to set no records. I'm not like my friend Robert out here trying to fucking, you know, he's dudes trying to get, you know, what is it? Uh, qualified for the Boston Marathon and shit, brother, chill out. Um, but yeah, so it's cool to see these other people who I just would never really expect to want to do something like this. And then 
uh, maybe maybe they want to do it on their own, but or, or maybe just by listening or interacting with me a little bit that now they're like, I'll fucking do it. Okay, why not? Um, yeah, I just think that's sick. Um, but you know, my my part of the fat camp's not going so well. I've kind of been disappointing myself a little bit. Um, I hurt myself last week, and my hip on my left leg has been bad, uh, really bad. Uh, I think it's like it's not muscular. It definitely feels like it's the joint. And then on top of that, um, my my nerve damage is flaring up really, really bad. It's gotten to the point where I have to start taking medicine again. I've been considering talking back with my... Um, I had a, a pain specialist for a while. And, you know, the when, when you deal with a pain specialist, they pretty much just want to put you on a bunch of horse tranquilizers or some shit, you know, and uh, just get you to sleep. So I really wasn't into that. Uh, I don't... I don't... I have a... I have a pretty shitty history with uh, narcotics, like uh, pain medication and um, just, you know, general substance abuse. So anytime someone talks about the first thing I want to do is put me on Trimadol, I usually try and shy away from that because it's uh, even something as simple as, sim- simple as Oxycontins or Hydros can be, uh, you know, embarrassing. It can, it can be a slippery slope pretty quick. So, yeah, but I've been considering maybe talking back with a pain specialist just because I don't know what's going on with my leg, and it's it's been pretty bad. Uh, so that's kind of, like, branched off into my, um, I just haven't been on it. Like, I haven't been exercising as, as hard. I've been doing a lot of low-intensity shit. Uh, my diet has been whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's, when you're hurting, it's really easy to, like, you know, say, fuck it. What does it matter? Um... You know, I'll eat I'll eat a double double with fried with grilled onions, uh, pickles. Take the pickles off, no tomato. Uh, you know, with uh fries well done. And you know, some of you might out there might not like In and Out. And to those people, you need to get a fucking hobby. Uh, but for everyone else who likes it, you know, that's what's up. But yeah, it's super easy to get down and be like, oh fuck, you know, like my hip hurts. You know, I can't run really. I'm doing these long walks. It's uh, I might as well just pound down a couple of double doubles. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's just kind of disappointing. Um, this, you know, I, I know what it takes to lose a lot of weight cause I've done it before and I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to get strong. I know how hard it is to get thin. And there are days recently where I don't feel like I have that in me. Um, which sucks to admit that, but it's, it's better to admit it than to be uh, false with yourself. But I don't, I don't really have a choice. I'm, I'm very, very big and it's not, it's not healthy at all. So it's frustrating, you know, because I've done it in the past and it just, it's harder this time. Uh, a lot of times I, I don't know if it's like my age or I really think it's more my, my weight, how big I got and how long I went being inactive just because of my in- injury. Um, and then obviously, you know, things like depression, uh, you know, not being able to do the things I, I once did. Um, like something as simple as a, uh, a quad extension is not, not really possible for me because of the pressure it puts on my foot. You know, well, goddamn, this fucking episode. All right, well, because thank you everybody for tuning in to Max's pity party. Um, anyway, yeah, so I'm gonna wrap that up. It, it just, it just sucks, and I know how hard it is, and I know what it's gonna take for me to get back to where I was. And anytime a re-injury occurs, it's completely demoralizing. But I think we'll just take an easy week or two, and we'll get back on it. Oh my God, Jesus Christ, brothers! If you guys stuck through that one, uh, well, congratulations, you made it through the worst part of the podcast. Um, this is something that I keep thinking about a lot because it's, it's, 
it, it's frustrating to me because um, I think about my past a lot. I, 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 you know, I have a lot of regrets um, just in general with like the way uh, maybe I treated people or the way I acted or things I did in my past, um, things I won't probably ever tell anybody about, um, you know, but one thing that keeps popping up my head in my, in my mind is um, a lot of us might meet the right people in our lives at the wrong time in our life. And I hate that. Um, and I'll give you an example. I don't know if you'll listen to this, but my boy, Paul. I met Paul in 2012. It was my last semester of college before I quit and just went to the workforce because I was a piece of shit. And this dude, this was back when I was like trying to be something I really wasn't at my hardest. I was, I, I didn't, I wasn't weird like I am now. I wasn't who I am uh, you wouldn't recognize me in 2012, 2013, 20, you know, my early 20s, you know, late teens, early 20s, I was trying so hard to be something I wasn't. And then on top of that, I was dealing with, um, you know, drug abuse and alcohol abuse. So it was just like this huge conglomerate of me suppressing who I was. And at the same time, um, you know, not like, yeah, being embarrassed of, of who I wanted to be. And Paul, Paul, if you're listening to this, you were the first person I met who was unapologetically him. And I thought that was crazy. He's this little skinny dude who wears jorts, but back when they weren't cool. Uh, he played World of Warcraft. He talked about it. Uh, he listened to 21 Pilots before everybody else. And he would rap frequently out loud. And we were in a group project together in engineering class. And I just thought he was incredible because I'd never met anybody who was so themselves and didn't give a shit. And he was one of the first people who kind of in, he invited me to the idea of like, even though he has no idea, he might not have done this. He invited me to this idea that you can be weird and it doesn't matter um, what people think uh, because it doesn't, you know, I don't care what any of you think. It, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Um, I care what my wife thinks, of course, because uh, I love her and she loves me. And um, I, I don't want to, you know, there are things that I, I, I care. I do care what she thinks. A lot of other people, I don't, I don't really give a shit at all. Um, and, you know, even though I met him at that time in my life, and he was so him, and I wanted to be like Paul. I wanted, to, I wanted to be Paul because Paul seemed like he was enjoying himself all the time. And deep down, I wasn't. I was, um, I was miserable. All, you know, it was, it was very, very, very miserable trying to be something I wasn't, um, you know. And... And, and, and knowing him at that time, you would have thought I would have had like a come to Jesus moment where like, oh, fuck, I can be myself. Uh, it, it kind of worked the opposite. I was like, whoa, holy shit. There's no way. There's no way anybody will accept me like how I accept Paul if I act the way I want to act. And when I was with Paul, I would act weird and I'd be who I, who I am. And it was it was incredible. And it took me a while to warm up, but still. Um, but it wasn't until years later, until in my later 20s. Where I was like, you know what, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to find things that I find funny, funny. I'm going to post things that I want to post that I think is hilarious. I'm going to like things I like, watch uh, shows or comedy or whatever it is that I enjoy or be the way I want to be in public or around people. You know, I'm not talking about being cringy, weird, like over the top, just saying the things I want to say, uh, thinking the things I want to think and not thinking that th there's anything wrong with that. And even though I met him in my early 20s, late teens, it wasn't, you know, until eight years later where I realized, you know, if I would, what he meant to me then. 
And it's funny because you meet these right people at the wrong times in your life and you think that you would just flip it and you don't, you know. And uh, Paul was one of those people to me. Another one, person, he was a coworker of mine a little bit later in my life, like in my early 20s as well. His name is Brian. Uh, he might, yeah, he's definitely not listening to shit either. Because uh, we're in, we really didn't have a good relationship because I was like envious of the way he was. He was another person who was himself at all times and he didn't give a shit. And I, I would make fun of him, you know, and I would, you know, in a way it was just pure envy because I wanted to be like, you know, cool or whatever I thought he was. Um, and in reality, I just wanted to be myself. I, I didn't a lot of times like these people because they were themselves and no one gave a shit. Like everybody, you know, it wasn't like, oh, look at this fucking guy. Um, and, and I wasn't being myself and I wanted to so bad that, um, I would have done anything at that point to, to be able to be myself except for be myself, which is fucking weird. But yeah, Brian was really cool. He was, he was a dad. He, he was a dad at the time too. And he, you know, I was working this very serious job, very young. He's like, dude, what are you doing here? You should be like working at the mall or something. And that really stuck with me. Cause at the time I was like, fuck you, dude, I can make good money doing this job. And you know, it's a career, blah, 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 you know, working in the telecoms industry. But in a way he was right. It's like, you know, I'm, I, w- I was wasting my youth getting being afraid of being old one day and mean you know meanwhile i'm wasting i'm you know i'm thinking oh god i'm gonna get old i'm getting old i'm getting older meanwhile at that moment i'm young and i'm wasting my youth working some super fucking serious job that was you know paid me really well but i it didn't matter i didn't need the money i just needed to live and i needed to be myself and and he was right i should have been working at a mall kiosk i should have been at starbucks i should have been anywhere but where i was and i hated that he he just called it how how he saw it and how it was. Uh, yeah, Brian's doing really well. He's got two two grown ass kids now, which is crazy how old everybody's getting. But yeah, uh, that's just kind of like something that I keep going back to. Um, these people, I I, t- I don't talk to Brian at all really on Instagram. He makes like wood shit on on Instagram, and I think it's really cool. Uh, Paul, he's a hit or miss. He goes missing in action all the time. But when he when he is on, um. I, I try and hit him up on Instagram as well. Uh, he he told me that he was going to be my number one Instagram fanboy. And then he proceeded to like, I think, like over 55 of my pitch, my posts, like ranging from like three years. So that's who Paul is. And uh, shout out, Paul. But yeah, this just keeps that's that's been on my mind more than anything lately. Uh, something I did notice. That is uh, trending right now, which is crazy is shitting yourself and people coming up like coming up front and and talking about shooting themselves and um and i find this funny because i've shit myself so many times in my life and you know why would you say that why would i put myself out like that because i don't you know it doesn't matter i didn't shit your pants i shit my own you know and uh i've shit myself at different times in my life throughout my life I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a medical condition. Maybe something's wrong with me. Uh, you know, and uh, I think the most recent time I shit myself, I mean, I've seen other people. Sh- I've, I've been around shit, shitting, like people shitting themselves or myself shitting myself so much in my life. I have witnessed other people shit themselves and I've witnessed, you know, I've also shit myself. Um, I mean, one time I didn't think I had to shit that bad and I'm in the living room picking up like toys and shit. You know, my wife is like in the bathroom, using the bathroom. Um, 
you know, my daughter's like six months old and she's in her bassinet to my right. And I'm like picking shit up off the ground, waiting for, you know, my wife to get out of the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, I got to poop or whatever. It's, but it's not, it's not that bad. It's not like an emergency. And, uh, you know, sure as shit, you know, I bend over to pick up a towel off the ground and I, I literally just shit myself right in my living room. And I fucking, I had no idea what just happened. Um, you know, I tell my wife, you know, hey, I need you to hurry up. I think I just shit myself. Uh, she she didn't believe me. She thought I was joking. And then she, when she comes out out of the bathroom, I have my hand cupped on my ass because I'm not wearing boxers and I just have shorts on. And I'm not trying to get shit all over the floor. And I do like a crab walk around her. And I go into the bathroom and I use the bathroom. And uh, she laughed outside the bathroom door for probably about 30 minutes. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh for about 30 minutes, she laughed outside the bathroom door while I, I, I sat in there and uh, kind of realized what I'd just done in front of my wife. Um, another time, I think, I've almost, I think I've shit myself in front of my wife at least twice, and I've almost shit myself in front of my wife at least three other times. <sighs> Dude, I might have a problem. So another time, we went to BJ's Barbecue here in town, and it's a really good barbecue. They have really good pulled pork fries. They're called kick-ass fries. And whatever this reason, on this date night, I thought I would get the spicy ones with the habanero hot sauce, and I would get extra habanero hot sauce, because I like spicy food. Um, and, uh, you know, we eat all the fries. It was hella good. It was super spicy. I got I got spiced out, you know, sweating from my upper lip, my fucking booty holes clenching. And we get in the car, and we're, we're going to go home. You know, it's end of date night. Let's go home. And, uh, you know, I'm driving home, and I, I realize I have to shit. And I didn't have to shit while we were in the restaurant even though I would never shit in a restaurant, but I didn't have to shit at that time. And then, you know, we're driving on the highway and I'm like, I realize I'm going to shit my fucking pants. And the closer we get to the house, the more I have to shit. And she, for whatever reason, she doesn't talk a lot. Uh, I mean, when it's just me and her, she talks uh, enough to, to be a normal functioning relationship, whatever the case this night, for whatever reason, she was so Gabby. She is fucking nonstop talking. And I literally was like, dude, I just need you to shut the hell up. I'm going to shit my fucking pants right now. And she didn't, again, she didn't believe me. Um, and I, I have to, you know, you start doing that. Like you kind of start moving around a lot and you, you know, you feel your ass, you got to keep punching your ass. You, I don't know if anybody else says this. Like you turn the radio up and you roll down the window and you let the cold air hit you to try and like tighten you up a little bit. Cause you like, yeah, if you turn the heat on, you probably shit your pants. You know, and I'm like, I'm almost in the bridge of crying because I'm like, yo, I'm like literally going to shit myself. I start cussing a lot. I'm like driving erratic. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit my fucking pants right now. And, uh, you know, I make it home. I fucking kick down the, the front door practically and I run to the bathroom. And I, I'm like, oh, my God. And she, you know, she comes in laughing again. She just couldn't believe that someone would like let themselves get to the point where they're literally about to blow out of their pants. Um. Yeah, so I've done that a lot in my life. And I just thought that was funny that it was trending uh, on Instagram right now. It's like talking about these stories about coming up forward and being a champion of shitting yourself. And it is funny because I ask people this question a lot. Um, I mean, honestly, I have, I have so many stupid fucking stories about shitting myself or pissing all over myself. It's not funny. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll save one or maybe I'll tell one more story. Um, but I frequently ask people a lot of times about uh, shitting themselves. Because people don't like talking about that stuff, and I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, one time, um, I'll tell you guys about the time I, I got my own piss on myself. <laughs> and uh, it's a horrible story, and I think I've told three people this story. So I was working in Elko, 
and I had to drive back to Reno for the weekend for a confirmation pre-wedding. Uh, I rented a Malibu, like an Impala or whatever. Some it was is a lot faster than it looks kind of car. So on our, I, I get to you know I fly to Reno. I make it. I was going like 100 fucking 30 miles an hour all the way home. We have a great weekend, whatever. Uh, it's time for me to leave. I leave, you know, I stay there for one day and then I drive back to Elko the next day. And Elko is like, I think it's like four and a half hours away or whatever. Um, I, I don't, you know, when I'm by myself, I don't, you know, I try and I can stop as much as I want and pee. But there are these huge stretches out in Elko where there's nowhere to stop to pee. And I think in Nevada, you can get an indecent exposure and you'll have to be listed as a sex offender if you piss outside your car. So that wasn't really an option. So I, you know, I'm like 30 minutes, 40 minutes out of Elko and I can't hold it. I drink a lot of coffee and I have to piss so bad. So I, I, I get like a double gulp of, of cup, you know, I pull out, you know, I pull out my wang and I get to pissing and, and I don't know what it is about fucking pissing in a car, bro, but I can fill, I could probably fill a fucking two liter full of piss. That doesn't make sense to me. It's too much piss. Um, you know, and the technique that I use is you pee in the cup and then you roll down the window and then you, you know, you throw the piss out of the cup. I don't like the litter, so I hold on to the cup. Um, in my Lexus, I have a one press uh, window roll down. So I just tap it once and my window rolls all the way down for me. Um, now, maybe because I was low on sleep and I had been working like 17 days straight. And then I have this four hour drive there, four hour drive back within 24 hours. I hit my one button, uh, you know, happy as all hell. I throw my cup of piss and it fucking hits my uh my driver's side window. <laughs> it fucking I blast this window full of a gigantic cup of piss. Cup of piss explodes all over my fucking car and I am just in the fit of rage. I am just I'm death screaming about how I got fucking piss all over me. I got piss all over the car. You know, it's it's absolutely horrific. I'm fucking mad as hell, covered in piss, and uh, I'm wearing sweats and a sweatshirt, and it's just, it was, you know, and I'm just, uh, I'm so mad, dude. You can't even imagine how pissed I was. Um, and, uh, you know, so I stopped at a gas station. The next gas station was like 15, 20 minutes. So I got to drive 20 minutes covered in piss. I get to the gas station, and I try and wipe down the whole, the interior of the car is covered in piss. It was a fucking piss, ma- it was a massacre of piss. You know, I wiped down the whole entire car and, uh, you know, and it, I do my best with all these napkins. There's just piss everywhere. There's nothing I can do. You know, I go to turn in the keys. I call the taxi ahead of time and I go to turn in the keys. It's out in Elko, so there's no one out there. There's nowhere to go. And, you know, this is in like the middle of winter. Um, and I'm waiting for this taxi covered in piss and it's like 27 degrees outside. And I'm just like, I, my day couldn't get any fucking worse, you know, not to mention it's like almost midnight and I got to wake up in three and a half hours to drive another two hours to West Wendover for work. And I'm just like, dude, this is the worst experience of my life. And um, yeah, I, I fucking love that story. I just wish everybody I tell that story to could live in that moment in that car, hopefully in the backseat because you wouldn't get covered in piss. And the amount of rage that I expressed was you will never hear anybody more angry than me hitting a double gulp full of piss against my wall, my window, and then being showered in it. It was um, it was absolutely incredible, and it's by far one of my favorite worst memories of my life. Uh, you know, 
I was also like 27 when that happened. So I wasn't like a kid or anything. Like I fucking knew better. You know, <laughs> just fucking so mad. It was incredible. Oh man, I love that. But yeah. Um I try I try and get shit shit, you know, I want I want people to tell me their t- the time that they pissed on themselves or they shit on themselves cuz I feel like it's those moments where we're vulnerable. Like those are like to some people those are vulnerable stories. To me, I could care less what the fuck, you know, so what I shit on myself or piss on myself. Uh, as long as you're not doing, you know, I guess do it. Uh, no, nah, I won't go there. You probably shouldn't do that for pleasure. That's kind of gross. But um, you know, if you accidentally shit your pants, it's not that not a big deal. If anybody knows, and you should tell me your shit on your shit your pants stories because I would love to hear those. Um, uh, it's fucking weird, but whatever. We're gonna move on. I had some other things I was gonna talk about, but hmm, we're kind of we're kind of pushing it on the time. And I have a bunch. I actually got a shitload of fucking questions on Instagram. Uh, I didn't ask last weekend because my aunt passed away. Um, uh, that's what Joe. Joe asked for a story about my aunt. Let's think of one. I'll give a very, very short one. Uh, this is how my aunt Pat dealt with. Before I go into questions, I'll, I'll tell this. Um, my aunt Pat felt uh, she taught me lessons. Not very good ones. Um you know, uh, multiple times. Uh, she taught me how to be smart ass and she taught me how to react to other people. And what I mean is one day when I was, I think I was like six or seven, I got stung by a hornet multiple times. And there was this little girl in our neighborhood who just thought that was the funniest thing. Probably cause it looked like I was having a seizure or something, you know, and I come fucking flying into my aunt Pat's house where I lived and I'm screaming and I'm talking about this hornet fucking getting me, whatever. And this little girl's laughing and my aunt hears this little girl laughing. And my aunt tells me, you need to suck it up right now. You need to go out there and tell that little girl that she can suck your fucking dick. And, you know, sure enough, seven-year-old Max taking orders from my aunt Pat. I go outside and, uh, you know, she told me to call her a cunt. That was more, probably my aunt's, probably her top five favorite cuss word was cunt. So, you know, sure as shit, I go out there and I tell this little girl, you know, I'm a little, little seven-year-old Max, six-year-old Max. And I tell you, you know, I say, dude, you're a cunt and you can suck my dick. And that is not healthy. That's a lesson my Aunt Pat taught me when I was seven years old. And that is why I am who I am. Thanks a lot, Aunt Pat. Rest in peace. So let's dive into some questions. I got some weird ones. I got some funny ones. I got some serious ones. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah, we're at a good amount of time. I really don't want this to be an hour and I don't want it to be 45 minutes. So let's try and get those done. So this is an easy one. Um, I won't say who this is from, but the hashtag is let's get Max canceled. Now that's not funny, but it is. It says if you had to kill one person, a proud boy or an Antifa, which one would it be? Now we're not going to kill nobody. But what I will say is I think because these these groups are very extreme. They're like 1% of of the extreme left and the 1% of the extreme right. They're absolutely crazy people. I feel like, now follow me, Battle Royale, uh, Resurgence Island, Antifa versus the Proud Boys. Go. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just let them parachute, you know, and then, you know, you know, we'll drop in Tomato Town or whatever. The Antifa will drop in Tomato Town. Proud Boys will be in fucking whatever the fuck, Looney Tune Cove or I don't know, Fortnite. But you know what I mean? And just let them have at it. Uh, you know. We'll give them cars and everything. But yeah, 
Uh, there's another one right here. It says, are you going to talk about sex on this podcast? Now, I am a huge prude. I personally don't like talking about my my own sex life. I've always been like this. Um, now, this gets construed as, I, you know, I don't have sex or whatever. Now, I have proof I've at least had sex twice in my life. I have two babies. You know, we'll leave it at that. Now, if I get asked a question in the future, I, I don't see why I wouldn't answer it. Um... This one's a funny one. Are you good at killing flies? No, I, I know who that one's from. I'm not good at killing flies. I don't know why. I have no hunter instincts when it comes to killing flies. I am so fucking shit at it. This one says, why does it burn when you pee? Um, now, he says when, when you pee, so he's assuming it burns when I pee. And I'm probably, you know, one time, I got soap in my urethra, and... I it, it, I pissed like it felt like lightning come in on my, my my dick for like a week. Uh, how it got there, we'll never know. Let's see. Um, what's a skill you have that other people might not have? Hmm, that's a good one. Uh. Hmm. I am not actually sure about that. I I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of skills. I have a lot of really vague shit that I won't remember right now, and then maybe I'll remember later. Um This is a fun one. So this I, this is kind of political, but I'll talk about it just briefly. What are the effects of student debt dismissal? Now, I know a lot of people are freaking out about this. I've seen all the Instagram posts. People are losing their fucking minds. You know, they live in this, um, you know, th there's two sides. There's one side that doesn't believe, you know, you should forgive student loans, that we all know what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And the other side of this coin is people who've already paid off their student loans. All right, so I guess the first side's also saying they don't want to, their taxes to pay for student loans, okay? Now, now the other side of the people that are also arguing against student loan forgiveness are these people who live in a, um, what is it called? It's a fallacy. It's this like income fallacy where I think someone told me it. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Sorry, not prepared, not prepared, not prepared, not prepared. Oh, there it is. This is perfect. This is amazing. So it's called the sunk sunk cost fallacy. And I agree. I, I, I think people live in this. It's this thought that, you know, they, they, they don't want other people to have their things paid off because they paid theirs off for whatever reason. Um, over time and they feel as though well if I lost my money you should have to lose your money but it, you know a lot of times they're just upset because nothing will bring their back their money and that's part of this fallacy is that like these people think or I don't know what they think to be honest with you I can think like this you know no matter what you do it won't bring back your you know no one's going to cut you a $10,000 check you know and even the people that have loans you know it's going to come out of their loan uh, you know their balance uh, it's weird because I see a lot of people who are like, this, "This is so not this is not a question," but I'll get I'll wrap this back around. A lot of people, um, you know, where the fuck was it going? Oh my god, um, a lot of people are upset because it's like it's not gonna bring back their money. They're they're not gonna get a check. And then there's these people who are like, "Yo, I work three fucking jobs to pay off my student loans." Blah blah blah. I fucking bust my ass for twenty four hours a day. Now that person. 
is a fucking idiot. And I'll tell you why. Student loans are not recognized when you have to go in for a home loan or a car loan. Uh, the payment might be, but even someone like me who who was taken advantage of by predatory loans tactics early on in my education career, you know, I by the time I quit school in 2013, I had consumed about twenty thousand dollars in in loans that were subsidized and non-subsidized. Now these loans are I even though you say, well, you were old enough to know. No, it wasn't because the way they're presented to me at the time and they changed this was that these were non, you didn't have to pay these back. Or if, you know, if you graduated, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, we'd set you up with a payment plan later on. You know, so by by the time I quit school, I had $20,000 in loans. Now that's absolutely insane. Um, now they have these things in place where, you know, once you hit $10,000 in loans, you have to take a guidance. You have to have a plan. You have to sign a permissal, uh, you know, a permission slip. These are all things that are I approve. But these people who, you know, got these loans and then they're like, I never was going to work three jobs to pay off my fucking student loans. I'm going to put it on a monthly plan at 20 grand. It was $140 a month and it's income driven. So you can adjust it. When I went to go buy a house, it wasn't affected. When I wanted to buy a car, my, they didn't look at my student loans because it's not it's it's not the same kind of debt as having a car or a more you know a mortgage. So these people who are fucking freaking out about how they worked four fucking jobs to pay off their loans, blah blah blah. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. That's absolutely crazy. Now there are some things I don't agree with this bill. I don't agree with the income. Now we're gonna work him. Hey. Episode one. So I was gonna talk about politics. Guess what I'm doing right now? I'm a hypocrite because I'm a human. I'm talking about politics because this is political. Um, there are things about it I don't agree. I don't. I hate the wage. The wages that they set one hundred fifty thousand dollars for a single single family or like two hundred fifty for a married couple. Brother, my brother in Christ, that is so much fucking money. You could have fifty thousand dollars loans. I I guarantee you, the motherfucker that makes over one hundred fifty grand a year or or a hundred a hundred and fifty grand a year and has student loans drives a Porsche. I'm looking at you doctors. The first thing a motherfucker does once they get their PhD is go, they go get a Porsche or a G-Wagon. Hey, that's a $100,000 car, you know? I don't want to hear you cry about $30,000 in loans. Pay them off, you know? You know why you're not paying them off or why a lot of people still have them? Because they're non-negative impacting debt in debt. Exactly. So I think that number should have been brought down. I think even $100,000 is pushing it. The, the bill should have been targeted for people who were, you know, taken advantage of, not necessarily for these people who were, who finally graduated and are making this absorbent amount of income. Um, on the flip side, these people that are crying about the impacts of taxes. Uh, I think one person told me that they were upset that, you know, because it's going to be, this bill will be passed down into the taxpayers, you know. Uh, you know, if, if you stand where I stand, I feel like education should be free anyway. That these are, these are corporations at this point. You know, everything's a corporation. You got, you know, TMCC, uh, you know, my call, community college is a corporation. You know, they're, they're these businesses, these money businesses that are teaching you education as a byproduct. You know, it's like it's their waste is a, is teaching you how to fucking fix a computer. Their main source is, in, is making money off people, um, you know, and, and same goes with universities. I feel like this should education at some point should become free. Some sort of base, a general associate's degree or general bachelor's degree in you know, general studies should be free. Um you know, we're diving in, uh, it's happening. But on the flip side of that, um, you know, when we talk about people being upset that this is going to be packed, passed down to taxpayers, if you look at a pie chart at what 
represents education or the cost of education or cost of this forgiveness, it might make up three to 4% of your total pie. Um, now, don't quote me. I was looking at studies and I was looking at re uh, research earlier because I like doing things like that. But, you know, you can do the studies yourself. You can look it up. I'm not going to post any links to shit because I don't got time for that. You can either believe me. You can just tell me to go fuck myself and that, you know, I suffered. So you got to suffer. I don't want to pay for it. Guess what, brother? You're going to pay for it anyway. It's already done. Um, but yeah, so, you know, a lot of people get upset about this getting passed on to the taxpayers, blah, blah, blah. You know, but these same people are crying for, you know, our young boys are shooting up schools because they don't have mental health. We should be doing something for them. Those same people that will cry about that don't want to pass bills that would uh, subsidize, you know, that would create, you know, platforms or, or, or companies to take care of people with mental illnesses because that has to be paid by the taxpayers. You know, that side of the fence doesn't want to pay for anything that isn't theirs out of their taxes. And it's just, they're always going to be like that for everything. It could be healthcare. It could be education. It could be, uh, you know, the only thing they give a shit about is if, if Johnny gets a gun at 18 and can go to Iraq, that's the only thing they care about, you know? And, um, I mean, even military people who, who are complaining about this education bill, your, your GI bill is taxpayer. It, it's paid for by taxpayers for you to go get an education for your service. Uh, even your income, uh, police, you know, our local taxes paid for our, our local police force. These are all things that we're paying for. And people are like, well, I need my military. I need my, I need my police. Those people are still, the other people are saying, well, I need my education. And um, we, we're never going to agree on anything. Uh, that's just, we're too divided. We're always going to be divided. There will never, at least in my generation, maybe in my daughter's generation, generation alpha, will there be a time where we can agree? It will slowly phase out. And eventually we might have, you know, a, a more clear mindset together or make, you know, you know, we'll make a, you know, I'll give you that. You give me this more bipartisan, but that's not going to happen in my lifetime. Um, you know, I jumped down there. Well, thanks for that question. You really fucking, you did that to me. Uh, also, thank you. I do, I do enjoy it. Um, oh, this is a good one. The average guy that wears Jordans versus the average guy that wears DC stompers in a brawl who would win now dc stompers in my head the first thing i think about when i think about shoes from dc are foam posits now i guarantee you only because i like shoes this person's not thinking about foam posits i'm pretty sure they're probably thinking about air force ones and if you're from dc you're for sure going to beat the shit out of anybody else just because people from dc are built different uh so i'm going to say someone that's wearing dc stompers if they're from washington dc will definitely beat the average person that wears Jordans. You want to know why? Every goofball in the gym is wearing a pair of Jordans. Every chick is wearing a pair of Jordans or a pair of blazers. These people don't know shit about anything except for the fact that they saw a pair of Panda Dunks or uh, Jordan 1 Lows on TikTok and Susan was wearing them and now they're going to wear them. If someone's wearing foam posits, you will get fucking worked. That person has hands. Because for one, they're kind of ugly, even though they're like a you know generational shoe. Um, so you gotta have confidence, or you gotta at least have hands if you're uh, if you're wearing a shoe that ugly. And foam posits are definitely on that list. So we're gonna go with the guy from DC wearing foam posits. Uh, this is so this is funny. I'm gonna tell a story about these two. These two go together. One is asking me what's the scariest moment in my life, and the other is asking me, do I believe in ghosts and demons and shit like that? And I 140 fucking million percent believe in ghosts and demons. And I am absolutely fucking terrified. 
don't believe in God, believe in demons. That doesn't make sense, but it's my logic. Um, I believe in ghosts. So why this coincides is because I don't, I've had things I can't explain happen to me. I like to say it's ghost shit. You know, people are like, oh yeah, you're a fucking loser. Shut the fuck up. Hey, guess what? It's okay. Um, you know, I believe in ghosts. You don't, we can, we can, we can just leave it at that. So I've had things in my life happen to me. Uh, like when I was a little boy, I used to see my grandpa and he was dead and he would, you know, you know, come in and he would, uh, talk to me at night and I, I didn't know who this fucking person was other than I would tell my mom, the bald guy would see me now. Uh, hopefully I wasn't molested and I'm fucking covering it up in my head. But what happened was, is years later, I saw a picture of my grandpa and I said, Hey, that's the guy that would visit me and talk to me at the edge of my bed. My mom cried because it was my fucking grandpa who had been dead for like seven years or whatever. So things like that happened to me a lot in my life that I can't explain. And the scariest moment in my life has something to do with this. I used to work for a telecom company. Everybody gather around. We're going to do story time with Max again. I used to work for a telecoms company. And, you know, a lot of times I would go in people's houses. Uh, it's, it's one of those jobs that doesn't seem dangerous until it is. And then it's too late. Uh, because you're in a stranger's home in their environment. Uh, a lot of times at their will, doing things that they're requesting of you, like putting a modem here or running a cable there, right? So you don't know who anybody is, and it doesn't matter what they look like. They can be anybody. Um, and, you know, you'll be under their house or in their attic in these vulnerable positions where maybe you're laying down underneath like a couch trying to run a line or, you know, whatever. You have your back to these people. And I had a moment, my scariest moment in my life, my entire life, was this old lady. Now, I'm not making this up. This happened to me, and it was the most terrifying event in my life, and I know the house, because I know where I know where this lady is, and I pray to God she's no longer alive. So I did this install for this old lady, and I had to crawl into her house. I had to do all this shit. She had a bird there, and the bird was really quiet. Uh, I fucking hate birds. I think that if you have a bird as a pet, you're a piece of shit. That thing should be flying outside in a tropical forest and you got Rio locked up in a cage in your bedroom that smells like dog shit besides the point. So this bird doesn't say shit this whole entire install. Uh, I finally get done. We're in her room and I'm explaining how to use the, the, the TV, the system, right? And I'm on one side of the bed and she's on the other side of the bed. And she, mind you, she's extremely old. Like I'd say she's like in her 70s. She's old enough that I for sure she's not a threat. And she starts talking to me about how she got done with chemo or she was in chemo not too long ago and she would get visited. And I was like, oh, that's great. Like your family will come visit you. And she's like, no, a little boy, a little girl and her, their dad will stand at the side of my bed and they'll talk to me. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, right there where you're standing. They'll kind of stand there and they'll talk to me. Now, instantly, I'm, I got fucking shivers. I'm like, oh, come on, don't do this to me. Like, I have a long way to go before the door. And it just keeps getting fucking worse. Um, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's so crazy. I'm going to ignore that in my head. And I start talking about the remote, how to use it. And then she's like, yeah, you know, they, they visit me frequently, you know. Uh, but you seem pretty chill, pretty much is what she's telling me. Now, this bird starts going ape shit. Absolutely fucking nuts. It starts squawking and screaming. And, um, you know, 
and it's loud enough because the bird's in the room with us. And I'm like, yo, yeah, hey, wow, is your bird, what's upsetting your bird? Or, you know, what's, why, oh, what's going on with the bird? You know, can we calm him down or whatever? I'm trying to finish this up. And she's like, uh oh, that's not a good noise. And I'm like, what are you, you know, like, stop. Like, part of me feels like she's fucking with me. She says, that's not a good noise. This bird's going crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, oh no, that means the bad people are coming. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, oh yeah, that means that they're coming. And I'm like, and her eyes looked insane. She had big glossy eyes. She had a weird smirk on her fucking face. And I, <clears throat> I'm on the other side of the bed. So I, I, you know, I, I don't even finish my spiel. I hand her the fucking remote. I say, oh, thank you so much for fucking having us, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm walking out the door. And she's asking me if I want to fucking stay at her house. And I'm like, no, dude, the fucking bad people are coming, you know? And I, I pretty much sprint to the door as, as calmly as I could with her. God knows what she's doing behind me. And I, you know, I run outside, I run to my van and I fucking haul ass down the street and I'm looking at my review and she doesn't, she never comes outside. She just, she, I guess she just closed the door behind me. But the amount of inten intensity I felt in my body when she said the bad people are coming, I, you know, I was under this lady's house less than 15 minutes ago. And uh, in my head now, when I'm under the house, she's above the house in, inside her house, banging her head on the wall and shit like that. Demons are in her fucking brain, you know, and I just I don't. I was like, why? You know, part of me feels like she, I hope she was fucking with me. And the other part of me thinks that, you know, maybe she fucking has demons after chemo or fucked up her brain or whatever. But that was absolutely one of the scariest moments of my life just because I didn't know what to do. And um, yeah, so, you know, the funny thing is that happened to me. And then the movie, The Visit came out like a year later. And um, I told my wife I refused to watch that movie. And she didn't understand why. And then I guess they went and watched it. And, and I told her about this story. She gets scared every time I tell the story because her goosebumps. Um, just, yeah, she was so fucking creepy. And I was like, dude, I just can't do movies now that have old people, you know, while I was working at the telecommunications company. And, uh, you know, and she went and watched a movie. And I'm like, yeah, next thing you know, I'm going to have that fucking old lady in the crawl space with me or something like that. Something crazy gross or her throwing up or having a shitty diaper or whatever. And uh, she she gets it. It was horrifying, and it was an incredible moment. But yeah, I definitely, I de my ass definitely believes in ghosts. I definitely believe in that lady's a fucking demon for sure. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that one. That was a fucking terrifying moment in my life. Uh, I think that's I think that's what we're gonna do. I think that's it. We're gonna wrap it up right there. Uh oh, I got one last question. It, this question says, this is the only question that matters apparently. It says, who hurt you? Now, brother, that'd be, you're going to have to tune in for episode six for that one, because this is the end of this show. I want to thank you guys for listening. Everybody who's tuning in, I appreciate you. Uh, we will be coming back next Tuesday with episode six, and I will see you guys then. This is Max with It's Not That Funny, signing out.